Beer Fridge Podcast. Hello and welcome to another weekly episode of the Beer Fridge Podcast. Real beer, real breweries, real opinions. As always, make sure you subscribe, hit that ding a link to be notified of all the latest episodes and show your support by dropping us a five-star rating. My name is Gavin. I've got my drinking buddies in the form of Callum, Scott, and Matt. No, 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 no. He's uh, nah, nah, decided that he's going to have another fucking hell um, arse and just take the night off. Mm. Um, so, aye, just the three of us. How are we? We're well. We're well. How are, yeah. how, <laughs> how are you, Gil, after seeing that second goal just going? That's a fucking disgrace, is it not? Yeah, it's a bit of a disgrace. But I um, I'm Andy Robertson off. should jump off the fucking roof of the stadium. You know? It's 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 life. Life. <laughs> it's getting swiftly binned. And um, we'll start off as we normally do. In fact, no, we won't do that because um we've got um some thank yous to send out first of all, or one thank you. Um last week's podcast we mentioned about Stuart and the new fun fangled CO2 um thing. Is there a name for it? That's where Mark is. That's where Mark is. Um, He's through it, Stuart, farting into a tube. (laughs) (laughs) Correct. So I mentioned that, and um, I don't know. CO2 machine. CO2 machine, aye. That's why I can come up with. Um, And Lewis from Stuart sent us a message, reached out, said that he'd listened. And appreciated us giving it a shout out and sent us some beers um, from the Project 7 stuff, thankfully. Because we've always, we've, it's always been a hit and a miss with Stuart stuff. I can safely say. I can safely say. <laughs> some, like some of the supermarket stuff. And the thing is, we always say with the supermarket stuff, it's supermarket stuff. So they, they brew to a budget. So you get what you get. Um, but however, the Project 7. Stuff, I, think the, I, I think the price point hampers them a good deal when it comes to that kind of stuff. I love their stuff in the pubs. I love the stuff at their tap room. It's <laughs> second to none. And that's their, their core range stuff. So it's, it is good stuff. I just think the stuff that they, they brew, they try and... I don't know whether it's to try and get fruity stuff in or kind of juicy type stuff. It's hard. They've, they've, they've done probably what a lot of breweries are striving to do, and that's to to get a foothold in kind of both camps. It's, mm-hmm. it's you know, because their their tap room is as well um, attended. Their their as you say, Scott, the stuff that they send to pubs, their cask stuff in particular, is lovely. Um, and we're all fans, generally speaking, of the Project Seven stuff. Yeah. Um, there's been, as I say, that as with every brewery, there's been a few that have kind of missed the mark slightly with that, but not many. Um, but yet they all, they still manage to to flood the supermarkets with their with this with, with those beers and and those beers themselves are pretty popular um, in the supermarkets. So either doing well, Aye. popular beers they do they do good stuff like you mentioned stuff fresh from the source as you guys were lucky enough to sample a couple of years back mm-hmm. at their beer and kitchen place um, and do some of the tasting there is is always nice. So make sure you go straight to the source if you have that ability to do so. But like I mentioned, Lewis was uh, listening last week's podcast, sent us a message and was tremendously kind enough um and incidentally arrived fucking like a fucking rocket ship. Sent a message Thursday, beer arrived Friday. So um outstanding oh, by the way. 
Yeah. Um, much appreciate that, Lewis and the team at Stuart for sending those beers. And he sent out some Project 7 stuff. We're going to go through it this evening. He has told us to be, as as we normally are, real beer, real breweries, real opinions, give our honest feedback. He clearly knows, knows us. He's clearly listened to more than one episode to know that we don't fuck about that much with our reviews and our opinions on the beers. Um, but we'll kick things off. Callum, assuming you're on one yourself, um, yes. what one have you opened to start things off? I have opened Oktoberfest. Lovely. Which is the Fest Beer Lager. Mm-hmm. And it's, I don't know whether this is a style or not, but it's a Fest Beer style lager um, brewed to commemorate um, Oktoberfest. So it's lager and Munich malts and the noble hops um, in there. And it's nice. It really is. I mean, I love the can. It's a real snappy, yeah. um, a real snappy design on the can. Um, kind of blue and white checkerboard, and inside the blue checks, they've got all things German, sort of sausages and pretzels and that those daft hats that they wear with um, their uh, leather hosen um, and the big stained glass and stuff. So, aye, it's good. Um, but the, the beer itself, it's it's quite smooth. Um, with it not being a pilsner, it's not it's not that got that kind of sharp edge. It's more malty than it yeah. is um, kind of pills, um, which I suppose is why it's not pills on the can. Um, but yes, yeah, it's, it's got it's got quite a nice sweetness. As I say, it's it's more malt forward than I was expecting. Yeah. Um, and it's lovely and sessionable at five point six, and it, you know which which kind of takes it out of that watery lager kind of range and then mm-hmm. a more grown up. Kind of flavour. Um, <laughs> that's my opinion. I think I think I think it's really nice to be honest. Um, I've enjoyed both cans that I've had. I'm drinking it myself right now as well. Um, you get like those Munich malts bring through that little bit of kind of sweetness, that biscuity kind of vibe with the beer ever so slightly. It is nice and crisp enough. It is refreshing that you... There's a nice bit of bitterness at the end as well. Aye, exactly, that you'd want it kind from... It cuts through the sweetness. A lager. There's a wee... A, a wee bit of kind of... Especially in the first one I had, there was a wee bit of that kind of spiciness that does say in the can um, coming through a wee bit. The floral character, I'm, I, I probably need to actually dissect it a wee bit more to be fair but overall for me it's it's cracking um would not be disappointed if i had six of these to be fair um nor would i nor would i be disappointed if i went into a pub and found this on draft because oh. i see i think on keg i think this would be lovely oh mate wouldn't it just wouldn't it that would be awesome but no i think it's one of those another beer from project seven where I think we the weird thing with Stuart is we always hold the Project Seven stuff higher in terms of what we expect from it than their core stuff, which we should do, obviously. Um, it's a solid beer, like I'm no, but it's it's kind of hard to get excited about a lager because it's so simple. Um, but there's nothing that I would I wouldn't say that it's bad, and I'm I would no. you know. Let's say it's a solid, solid beer. Would not say it's bad at all. Would... point. Is... Point for a seasonal perspective. Obviously, we're coming into October first, so it makes sense to have it now. <clears throat> it's the freshest one they've got, I think. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, did the more summery kind of summery kind of funky stuff during the summer months. Now moving into October, September, October, we'll get this kind of stuff. It's a uh, fest beers are kind of based on about Mars and which is obviously the original October fest beer. Yeah, 
Um, since then, it's kind of so kind of malt backbone. That beer, I think, with a slightly darker colour, probably moves up the malt in this a bit mm-hmm. um, more, and you should get a bit more bitterness and stuff as well, as opposed to the kind of pollen pollen type um, kind of lighter Oktoberfest beer that they tend to have in your hot brew and all that kind of stuff. That's mm-hmm. slightly lighter, more pills-ish than I'd say margin. But mm-hmm. um, that's the original style, so it's kind of true to form. It's, it's, the tasting has hit exactly what you want. It's got a bit of oomph and kick to it. It's seasonal mm-hmm. and it's fresh. Can't see anything. Oh, that's it. Like but that. I mean, it looks it looks to be like less than a week in the can, which is Aye. pretty special for us. Um, oh, we don't damn. generally we don't generally get canned beers that fresh. Well, this um, is six days old. Aye, well, that's what it's saying. Well, it's the, going by the best before. It's it's saying it's, it was put in. You know, mm. it's, it's best before the sixth of September next year. So that would suggest that it went into the can on the sixth of September this year. So cracking mm-hmm. stuff. It's, 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 it's good. It's, it, like you said, getting stuff super fresh is always good. Um, the the beer still itself is 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 doing what it says it should do on the tin, which is everything we always ask of a beer. Just if you put it on the can, make sure the liquid does the exact same thing. Um, and it does that. And like I said, I would quite happily drink six of these and I would love to have it on the keg because um, I could only assume it tastes even better than it does at the moment. It's, it's a, a perfect good, It's a decent interpretation. Is it going to be any of your traditional German ones? Probably not. Is it a good representation yeah. from a local brewery here? I, um, I think they do a pretty good job. I've, I'm sure that's I don't think they'll they'll shout at me if I'm wrong. I think that's maybe been out before. I think their seasonality so. perspective probably fits with that. But I think that obviously Project Seven is where they're putting all their kind of seasonal yeah. stuff that all fits under that bracket. Um, mm-hmm. the other two beers I've definitely heard before as well. But I, I love the other two. So um I had uh, the fest beer on um Saturday. Mm-hmm. And it was superb Saturday or Sunday, and it was excellent. Uh, and I've opened for the Eve a can of the Voss Creek oh. IPA. It's 5.7%. I think it does everything it's supposed to do. Um, I like the kind of slightly oomphed up kind of fermenty kind of kick up the arse the Creek IPA, the yeah. yeast gives it just the... That quicker fermentation just adds a wee bit of something to it that you don't normally get. It probably helps, I think, the with the kind of marmalade type flavour that you get of it. I think yep. it, it's, it you know, oomphs that up and gives it another level. Got kind of orange zesty, uh, Columbus. It's got orange zest in there, which is an excellent, it's an adjunct done well because it's no overpowering. Mm-hmm. There's a hint, there's that hint of spices there. Some cold Columbus, as you say, it's. It's perfect, and uh, I love the the that kind of kvit yeast. Just gives it something different. I think it, it just oomphs up all those flavors that they're going for with the beer. I think it's excellent. Definitely, I've had it before. It's a good one to keep on the within that Project Seven stable. I think, um, yeah. and you can bring it whenever you fancy. No, definitely. I've I had one can of it the other day. I've got one sitting here. I'm going to open uh, later on the podcast. But I was honestly, I was. Like blown away when I opened the beer. Like when a beer says marmalade on the side, you're like, "Ah, right, okay, whatever." Like it's gonna be wishy washy. 
you know this is marmalade and orange peel and all those kind of things. It's it just it fucking wraps up in a big fucking bag and punches you in the face with it. Um, Good. Well, so for looking forward to cracking that one open. But like you mentioned, Gilroy, um, yourself and Callum ventured out to the uh, Indie Beer Fest um, in Glasgow at the weekend. First of all, venue looked a lot better than Murrayfield. To start yes, things off. it was far better, modern, um, everything all Not just place. because it was at Ibrox, but... Uh, <laughs> nothing to do with it. <laughs> Nothing to do with the fact that it was at Ibrox. Um, that it was it was a modern space. Um, the slight one slight criticism was that it could have been done with more seats. Um, mm. it was like trellis table uh, trestle tables that were set up, um, like sort of picnic bench style tables that were set up, and there wasn't enough. Um, well, it wasn't even close to enough for for everybody to sit to sit down. Um, mm. So that was a slight mark against it, I have to say. But the fact that it was all in one space, you know, the bar was in one was in the same bit that you were sitting in or standing in. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, uh, I thought I, about this. Do, do you think they maybe took it for the amount of people that didn't sit down at the last one, no no remembering that it's because the bar was in a separate fucking room? Right, exactly, yeah. Because <laughs> nobody yeah. sat down at the last one. But right, the, the bar, the bar, the bar and the area, away. exactly. The bar <laughs> and the area outside the bar the last time were off people standing up. Was that, that was because they didn't want to walk halfway around Murrayfield Stadium to get a right. seat. Um, <laughs> So yeah, and I slightly slightly irritating that there was there was an outside seating area um, around the food truck mm-hmm. um, part. There was three or four food trucks there, um, and there was more seats outside. Um, but you, bizarrely, you weren't allowed to take your glasses outside. You had to put your glasses on a on a table on a particular like number, and then come back to them. Incidentally, so, the, the the glasses were looked fucking brilliant. Did you? Like, so here, you need to tell me this. So one was a pint tumbler and one was a, a tulip. Uh-huh. Oh, you could choose. You could, you could you get choose. choose. Oh. Aye. So Scott and his dad chose the tulip ones and left them. <laughs> and uh, I took, I chose the pint tumbler and took it home with me and left it on the train. Um, <laughs> but uh, Scott, no, Scott, picked it, Scott picked it up for me. So You left uh, it in Scott's car. You left it in the motor. No, you left it on the train and I took it for the train and I remembered that. Aye. And then I left it in the car. <laughs> day. They've been through oh. the dishwasher. They're sat next to the perfect draft machine. Uh, nice. It's quite good though. You get to pick your glass, though. So. Yeah, that was good. That's a that nice was good. Touch. And it was really. It, it was it, an it, Both of them were class. Aye. Mm. And uh, I felt as though the the whole token thing was done a lot better this time. I think the option to to preload your your tickets with the beer tokens was great. Um, it was just a quick ticket check. When mm-hmm. you went in, and then they handed you the tokens there and then, and that meant that the the queue for to actually purchase the tokens was much smaller. So I, I right. didn't. It wasn't like I, a two step queue all the time. Everybody I, that, that wanted to do it could do I, it, and that was that's right. You know. Um. So you you guys had your preloaded tickets, and I just had the box standard eight quid ticket, and um, went over and got my tokens straight away. And so you were drinking immediately. <laughs> See, that's it. In. That's the other thing. Like, like. A, a ticket for a beer festival. I know it's it's uh, buy your tokens and but eight mm-hmm. quid for a ticket, man. That's fucking nothing. Oh, and and you know, and the beer the beer was pretty reasonable as well. I mean, it increased by it increased the price. Um, so yeah, up, right? up to four and a half percent was four pound a pint. Up to six mm-hmm. percent was five pound. Up to eight percent was uh, six quid, and then anything above that was you were three fifty four for a half. Right. Um. 
so I, I didn't feel as though it was ridiculous. Um, and I just I I started with a pint because I wanted to start with a whole pint, and then everything, everything thereafter was just a half pint. I was drinking right. just to try and get round as many as we could. But even then, I'm quite ashamed that the I'm looking at the list just now at the ones that I ticked off. I'm quite ashamed that the 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 small number that I actually managed to get through. But hey ho. I would say probably the only if, if I'm splitting hairs, I would, and I know That's they're volunteers. But the folk behind the bar probably there maybe wasn't enough of them. There wasn't mm. enough to cover every slot anyway. Put it that way. We all mm-hmm. the sections. On the plus point though, for balance, I like the. Although, if we did hear that the the kind of mechanics of the setup probably weren't a hundred percent, and there had to be tweaks and stuff made on the fly as they went through it. The all people right. that the brewers and everyone that were volunteering had to make some tweaks and stuff on the fly just to make things going to work properly, Aye. which is you're always going to get, I mean it's not necessarily beer people that are going to be setting everything yeah. up, is it? So they're there to get things in place and then the, the people that know what they're doing are there to sort it out. So yep. they sorted it but I enjoyed the fact that the keg taps were also equally spaced through it as opposed mm-hmm. to the last time where the keg taps were all at one end of the bar, which mm-hmm. then meant that bit of the bar was mobbed with people looking for keg beers all the time. Mm-hmm. They were obviously, well, everybody's yeah. You know the balance between cask and keg in terms oh, of people yeah. drink it, even, even at that beer festival. Um, so and it was a particularly warm day, so it meant that the people that were wanting to drink keg could drink so could could do that without causing a massive queue at one end, if you like. So oh, yeah. it did spread things out a wee bit and meant that no one area was being totally rammed while the other ones were being underserved. Mm-hmm. It's just that there maybe would could have been done with a few more volunteers, but they are volunteers at the end of the day, and and they have got umpteen sessions to get through. So you could, I believe, like you could split it between helping get the beer in on the Thursday, supporting the the tasting stuff on the Friday, being there, yeah. then doing the sessions on the Saturday and the Friday night, and then into the Saturday and so on. So it was it was probably well enough served. Um, we didn't have any major problems, but there was a couple of folk kind of grumbling about the amount of time they were spending in the queue. But mm. it just means you go up with a quarter of a pint left, and by the time you get through your oh, quarter exactly. queue, wasn't it? Wasn't it greatly difficult? I wouldn't say the queues were any bigger than any of the beer festivals for the more popular items. Mm-hmm. The beer festival, other beer festival, would be it for the year. But I enjoyed I, the fact they were spread it. And I liked this time as well. Um, I can't remember seeing this at, at Murrayfield last year, but they had like alternative drinks. Um, so they had they had like a cocktail stand, and they had oh, like a gin a gin stand, and they had a cider stand as well. So if you were you know, not not to be gender um, stereotyping, but if you were there with your significant other who yeah, yeah. Isn't, isn't necessarily a beer drinker or a keg beer, a cast beer drinker, there were options there for for you know kind of every palate type thing. Um, well, that's what you want. Like no, you want that. Um, and it's like I think that's like again where where the ticket price being eight quid. Like it's you can get your other half he she or they involved, and they can. Go to the beer festival and it's no, you're no paying didn't fifty quid. I didn't have to be right in it, and you could, there's still options. That's that's always the good thing about those kind of the tickets where it is just you, you get your tokens and you, you just pay for a ticket to get in, which is always nice. Which is what I you want. The Any was good. Aye, let's see. Well standouts. Standouts. Well, there's there's. I didn't like Callum says we probably didn't get around as many. I tried a good few of the keg numbers so. Um, I thought, first of all, 
uh, shout out to Ali and Barney's. Yep. Um, Nebulous was tasting excellent. That was my first pint. Was of that, that was a, a, a brand new beer which got released the Monday after the festival, officially. So it's excellent. Um, really enjoyed it. It was fresh. Could tell it was fresh. Um, mm-hmm. Tasting all the right notes, well kept, and Ali poured it. So can't mm-hmm. even say any further than that. There was an cool. Idaho 7 by Kingdom Brewery as well. Um, that was a nice one. I had a wee taste of yours. The, the Idaho 7 excellent. one was lovely. It was quite understated, but everything that you were after was there. Aye, um, and that's and how it, Ali described it as well when he was saying, Zach and I asked him, I said, you, you've been here. Obviously, you're pouring it. You tell us what you what you fancy um, and what you, you think stands out. And he mentioned that one and, and the Nebulous. Obviously, he mentioned Nebulous because it's his own... <laughs> it's the oh, company really. works for beer. So um we had one of them at the Idol Seven. The cast stuff I would say generally tasted great and it was well kept. Mm-hmm. The only thing I would say that it maybe suffered for ever so slightly was the fact that it was absolutely fucking sweltering. So right. the wee cool, yeah, ja- the the cool wee jackets probably didn't they probably a wee bit too warm even for the cool jackets to keep Aye. up with. But yeah. that I didn't think I didn't think the beer suffered too bad. No, um, I think uh, well, I like I, was... the, I like the segmentation. Just my last admin yeah. point mm-hmm. was the segmentation of the beer between the different styles. So last time they had it, it was like brewery was by everywhere. brewery, and it was mm-hmm. a total free for all. It could be anywhere. Whereas this time you could pick where you wanted. So it was like dark beer, uh, ales, bitters, IPAs, and pales. Then you got into your kind of imperials and specialties, imperials and and specialties wow. and dark stuff. So anything that was mega ABV was all on the right hand side for the right. for the door. Mm-hmm. All your normal kind of four or five percent dark beer was right up the top, and mm-hmm. then you had all the other stuff in between. Um, which was perfect. Yeah, um, it really made it easy to stand in the right queue. <laughs> Which was which was well, it's kind of kind of what you want sometimes as well. Yes. Like we go to these beer festivals and you have to go right up to the where they're pouring the beer and look at the the beer and, and like and look at. The and you still and... there was still an element of that. Like you could go to the section where you were yeah. where you were. Th- and I have to be honest, the one one thing that I, that I was a bit sort of disappointed with was obviously I appreciate these these beers are basically donated by the breweries and and. Nine times out of ten, it's not the people for the brewery that are actually there yeah. pouring it and, and, and selling it, if you like. Um so all this this brewery list and sorry, the beer list has been decided months in advance or weeks mm-hmm. certainly in advance. Um and they, they print off these these cards um with the, the full list of all the beers that are available and pop it's it in your glass. Alphabetical order, no beer style order. Well, I that that <laughs> I it's in alphabetical <laughs> order, but there was quite a lot of people I could hear grumbling that they were that they were going up and saying, you know, can I get can I get half a pint of that? And they were saying, oh, it's not on yet, or it's finished. And you know, mm-hmm. so they had they obviously had stuff on on the Friday that finished, and there was mm-hmm. obviously stuff that they had been holding back, putting on until other stuff had been used and and all that. So it was there was quite a lot of people going up to the bar mm-hmm. asking for one thing and not able to get it and having to get something else. Um, and that's where maybe a couple of extra quid or whatever it is on your ticket price probably is a bad idea if it gets you or allows the allows CBA or whoever it is to get involved in the electronic type beer list and stuff aye. where you can aye. change the order and this is what's on now got it set up and you can mm-hmm. make tweaks to the you can make tweaks to the lineup and you can also have the the tap list by session. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So you know what's gone, what what's gone already, what's coming up. And well, that's what the to the list as you go. Aye. So like the We Are Beer events, each session has not. It doesn't always have different beers, but there will be different beers in some sessions. And if you're if you're a part of that We Are Beer Club, um, which we signed up to go before, like you would get a list That's of the beers for, like, for the session. Like that would tell you what was on, and then if somebody, it also means that if something changes. Or you run out of something within a session and you were planning on having some holding it back and going with the mm-hmm. next one, but everybody's asking for it. Mm-hmm. You can you have got the ability just to just say, bring it in. I've not mm-hmm. got that anymore, I'm gonna do I'm gonna have this mm-hmm. um on instead and make tweaks on the fly. Whereas if you go to the bother you printing out your stationery, mm-hmm. which you might have a sponsor or something who's a stationer or a, or a print shop or whatever, and know somebody that's got an app. But mm-hmm. if it's you go to the bother of printing it on, then it changes. You're setting yourself up for it to disappoint people immediately. Right. Whereas if you've got something that's electronic, you can flip and change a bit, or even just put across through things. It's definitely right. easier than having to go about the stickers or tell everybody no for the first half dozen beers that they ask you about, and then right, exactly. the seventh one. You know what I mean? It's not great at all. Exactly. I mean, it looked overall from what I could see in social media, etc. It looked like a for all intents and purposes, a, a well-run um, event. The venue looked wicked. Um, like I said, a lot better than Murrayfield. And there's something else. And something that, and and like for next year, like I'd be surprised if if it moves away from Edmondson House because it looked really good. Aye, it was it was a good it was a good space, really easy to get to as well. Um, from the centre of the Glasgow out, out on the tube to Ibrox round the corner and you were there. there um, the, they had the side doors right wide open. As Scott was saying, it was a lovely uh, warm afternoon. Um, they had the side doors open so you could stand with Ibrox in the background, mm-hmm. um, which was fantastic. Um, but I, I've not really spoken about my beer, the beer that I had. Um, so I was, I was delighted to get some Swanee. Uh, beer, mm-hmm. uh, brewery beers. Um, I sampled them in Aldi a few times, um, and got their Scapa Special, which mm-hmm. was uh, re- I've written here fresh and floral. It was really light. Um, and and as I say, fresh. That was my my first beer. I had a full pint of that, and it was delicious. Um, incidentally, was... Swanee um Swanee Brewery's Orkney Porter won the overall gold for the in the keg competition. Did your dad know how that scores? Sure he did. Um, there was a high and low from our friends at Windswept. Mm-hmm. Um, the one that I was desperate to try, I was delighted to see that it was on. It was called Coastal Haze. That was an eight percent Nipah yep. on cask, which was excellent. It was really hoppy, really fruity. It had a fantastic body. Obviously, it had been eight percent, which is quite unusual for a cask beer. Mm-hmm. Um, it didn't suffer for that. That feeling that a lot of cast beers have just lacking a wee bit of oomph right. everything we wanted and it was really it was like you know fresh orange juice you were drinking it was absolutely phenomenal awesome. um, but they also had a beer called Indian Summer which was uh, labelled as a which was labelled as a tea beer um, and I'm guessing I'm guessing it had tea in it but that's essentially what it did it just, it just tasted like cold tea and it was it was, it was a bit uh, a bit of a miss for us I think no. Scotty it grew on me as soon as I knew that that's what it was meant to be. Aye. 
<laughs> he was like, like, he was like, oh, this tastes like tea. And then I looked at it and I was just like, it's called a tea beer. And he's like, oh, right. Oh, and, no, then, okay. and then drank so, uh, the rest of it, which was lovely. And then I have tried... We on the, have we gone to the... the, the are you going to take us down to the depths yet? Or is that coming shortly? We'll get there. I would get there. I'm just going through all that. Because I, I wrote a wee, a wee kind of note on everyone that I tried. Um, I, I managed to get a hold of some rum DMC. <laughs> did it get quite scribbly by the end? Aye. No, yeah. I just get, it, get, it gets more... It gets more violent towards the end. Uh, um, uh, from our friends in both at directions. Uh, from our friends at Ilkermy, yes. um, we had the rum DMC, um, and I've been I've been dying to get a, a, a chance to taste this um, since it came out, and I was I was a bit disappointed to be honest. It, it, it tasted nice. It had a nice taste. It was nice. It was sweet, which you would expect from a, a rum barley stout. It was just. As I said a minute ago, it just lacked a bit of body. See, this is point, where... It was 4.8% and it was just a bit... It just it felt as though it just needed another 3% for, for it to make it worth drinking. It just... I just I, our, I didn't... Our um, part-time colleague would be able to verify. I can't remember. Did either... Did Mark come up with the name or help come up with the whole style itself? I can't remember what it was. I don't know. I don't know. No, I don't give him any credit. So he did. No, I knew that. Um, um, one one stout that did have it in spades for me was uh, from our friends at Loch Lomond. No tours. No they, tours. They were, they, no tours because they were all there on Saturday. <laughs> um, and it was called Lost Monster. Um, and it was yeah, a, te- I got a two thumbs up from Stoutmaster Shug as well. Yep, it, it did indeed. Um, it was an Imperial Milk Stout at ten percent, and that was just phenomenal. Coffee, dried fruit. Um, it was like sort of that kind of muscovado sugar, that kind of brown sugar um, flavour that, that you get, like sort of cakey, Christmas cake type flavours. It was absolutely delicious. Incidentally, really Lost Monster got silver in the category and, and then Run DMC got bronze. There you go. There you go. Um, but my, my, beer, my beer of the day, um, which I think Scott might concur with actually, mm. um, served by our, uh, good, our new best friend from Dog Falls Brewing. Yep. Um, he was there pouring it for us, and it was called Split the Tree. Yep. Um, a seven point two percent Nipa on keg, um, and it was just an absolute banger. It was like fully your. As soon as you started drinking it, you just couldn't stop help. Couldn't stop saying the buzzwords. It was just tropical stone fruit, juicy. Yeah, yes. uh, it was absolutely tremendous. It really was. Um, and I, I went up. I went up to the. I had two or three ca- uh, cask beers, and mm-hmm. I had just had the Lost Monster. Uh, so I just had the big ten percent empty stout. Mm-hmm. So I went up and I just says, "I'm looking for something keggy. Can you recommend anything?" And he had, he obviously had the Dog Falls T-shirt on, and he just pointed to the to the tap next to him. I was like, "Right, fill me up." Right. Um. I so that was that was delicious. Uh, and... Split the tree one silver. Um. And the keg IPA, which um, beaten actually by the, the beers that we by Stuart and the Radical Road. Ah, oh, nice. I didn't see that on. I didn't see that one, Keg. I would have heard that if I'd seen it. Um, so much, by the way. Split the tree. Such a such high marks for those uh, Beerford podcast attendees that uh, Stoutmaster Shug also had one and enjoyed it vociferously. So there you nice. go. Yes, indeed. Straight, straight, uh, straight from the stouts to have one of them. So that's that's high praise um, indeed. Superb. <laughs> and last but not least, we spotted uh, an old. 
Faux. A familiar face. Oh, An old God. familiar face. Um, and I don't know if, if you follow us on our socials, I don't know if Gav put it on Instagram or not. Oh, it went on um, the story. And we, I felt as though we just had to do a quick video to, to sort of voice our opinions. And we found Mango Unchained from Bruton um, on Keg. And it was just... I don't know why I was disappointed because it was it was kind of what we were expecting. Um, you were hoping you were wrong. That's what it well, was. Well, and it was you know you could you seen us in the video. You know, mm-hmm. I put put your beak in the glass and it was just mango and it was it smelled amazing and you tasted it and it just went bleh, and just disappeared like the mangoness just disappeared. I didn't at the very beginning and it just was zup- aye and all you, it just disappeared off your tongue and all you were left with was that kind of synthetic, unpleasant kind of fruit. Like like diluting juice flavor, and mm-hmm. I, I felt so bad. Well, I didn't feel bad. That's lies. Um, it's but that's what we're all about. It's it's real beers, um, real breweries, real opinions, as we say at the start of every podcast. And I just felt as though that kind of let let the whole keg line down a little bit. That just, was it. I, I just uh... it's just it's just not my it's 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 just I don't think it's an adjunct that necessarily suits beer. I didn't no. like. As much as it was good to begin with, I would say equally equally low marks are all the other mango beers I've tried. So Aye. Disco Fort Lift Truck again disappears and tastes a bit fake. I had it last week. Mango's exactly. on the run. Mango's on the run is probably the worst case for it because it just tastes like sugar. Mm-hmm. To try and give it some kind of oomph. It tastes it's far too sweet, but it's fake sweet. Yep. It's no it's not over fruited, it's just fake sweetness. And that's and that's like the thing that or whatever it is. That's the thing that I dislike about it. It's that it's that synthetic sweetness that that I don't like. You know, if if a beer's mm. if a beer's overly sweet and it's you can tell it's like fruit sweetness, then uh-huh. but this just tasted like can that 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 taste that you get in your mouth when you drink too much like cheap cola or right. in that sweetener taste that you get in your mouth. It was like that. I I, I think the the mango unchained probably does it the least out of the three that I've mentioned there but it means that it dissipates the almost almost soda water it's mm-hmm. almost tasteless by the end yep. it disappears but it does they all are because of the, the way they are and because of how that adjunct is like I've said before I, I would much rather have if you're going to do something that, that we are a beer to make it fruited just going back because of just it's, it's Oktoberfest season they like the Germans to pour a lager and then put the put the syrup in it yourself. Uh-huh. I know that um, last there was an April Fools there. Vault City did play that game with the <laughs> like you get with the diluting juice, the wee scooshers to make your to put the flavouring in. But right. uh, Germans do that with jam and stuff all the time, and their wheat beer and stuff like that, and it works. So make a good beer and then add some to it. Yeah. It's just adjuncts are adjuncts are hard. Yeah, and I that 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 is an example. Of, as an example, shows you just how hard it can be. Yeah, I would say that there's other beers by Bruton that are absolutely excellent and well worth mm-hmm. trying. Limoncello, in particular, if you can get it, yeah, um, I think it's superb. But the the oomph that was originally put in quite a good few years ago now that was originally put to me about Mango Unchained and how uh, how much of a difference maker it was, and it was absolutely the best beer to have after a shift and this, that, and the next thing left me a bit with a bit of a. a not even a taste, just disappeared. Just, just, just <laughs> um, I said, "Watch Robinson before," and I'll say it again. That's kind of what it tastes like. That's what it tastes like, uh, over yeah. over diluted diluting juice. Um, but aye, so we, we we finished up at there, and then we we headed into town and went to Shillings and had some aye. fantastic beers there um, on keg. Um, 
Um, I got so excited by one of them, I poured it in my lap. Um, <laughs> Which is good. So he just what he did was in the middle of, in the middle of the street in Glasgow, just took his shorts off and wrung them out in his own mouth. Which was, right. which if you believe, if you believe that, you'll believe anything. <laughs> the uh, Nelson uh, beer, which was like, as Callum says, it, he just exclaimed so vociferously how good it was. It just ended up all over and the place. Lot. But then, did you do that, that after that picture? Like, do it. You can't even remember. You took no. a picture with the kernel stuff, and you're like almost like licking the glass. Mm. In fairness, in his defence, he was telling us a story, Aye. and there was a there was a hand gesture made, and it was one. Oh, right, okay. So, it wasn't pu- it wasn't purely because I was steaming. Um, so yeah, no. we had that, and then the yeah, curry I got, sauce I, was, was the... I got I got furnished with I got furnished with a fresh one. So thanks for that, Shug. Um, and then we had we had Stuart's Edinburgh Black mm. um, on keg, which was lovely. Stuart's that Edinburgh nice. Black. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, because we had we had attempted to get that at the festival, it was listed on the festival, but it had ran out. Oh, right. That was one of the ones that we couldn't get. Um, we had a pilot mochaccino that I'd had, and then a maple nutter. We tried you had something ridiculous. That was yeah, the it was over, nutter, overtones but... maple nutter that I got on that. Aye. Oh, what were there? No, that was a oh, that was oh, a, oh, uh, shillings. Oh, my apologies. Mm-hmm. I was going to a bit to fucking see. And then I had a bath and, and curry sauce, and then we went for the train. Excellent. And we Unreal. evened it up. White wine's supposed to take the stains out, but you know, we to do the white wine Nelson first, but there you go. It was done, <laughs> and it was excellent. Um, another I'm, sure part... you, I'm sure you were the talk of the barbecue afterwards, Aye. You? I kind of remember. Another, apparently, another... I up, apparently I ended up on the trampoline with the wins, but I kind of remember. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me in any way, shape or form. Another part of the well, uh, just, to, just to avoid other spillages. In the, in the beer fest was obviously the Seabar Scottish Beer Awards, um, which took place on the Friday uh, afternoon, I think it was. Um, I'm not going to go through all the awards because that'll just take me forever and I can't really be bothered. Is there um, an overall beer of the festival or? there was uh and it just so happened to be old jock mm, would you nice. believe from broughton um mm-hmm. but new, overall new new, new right that's new. amazing absolutely no traditional and haven't won it a thousand times in the past right new beer um which is what it is like i'm sure broughton Hill sponsored the event was it not Oh, they just taken the ring for the great London Beer Festival or whatever it was, the <laughs> one where Green Kingdom number won it after yeah. having sponsored the whole thing. I jest. Sorry, Broughton, you probably won it on your own merit. By the way, I, that's... Uh, I say probably. That's Voss IPAs, tremendous. And to just, by the way. It's just, it's just like a golden thread. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's just golden know. thread marmalade. Are you expect it? You're expecting to get the kind of chunks of orange peel that you get in the marmalade. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Again, thanks to Lewis from Stuart for sending the beers. Uh, Voss IPA Volume Two. Um, so it's a reworked version, fun enough. Um, and they they say on the can, bigger, bitter orange marmalade hit than before, and it's mm-hmm. it, it does it's exactly that. Um, it's just. Oh. And you, like you said, Gil, you just get that kind of farmhouse vibe off it as well, which is uh, it's just such a nice beer. I, I didn't know. I honestly did not expect it when I when I 
read a can that says bitter orange and marmalade and stuff I'm like all right okay whatever fuck me you open it and you smell it before even it even touches the glass it's, it's such a nice beer uh, and again I'm not, not just saying this because like I said Lewis was kind enough um, to send us some of these but oh love it I think it's great genuinely think it's really good I think it's nice I'd ha- quite happily have more of that Again, you know what we should do. We just Lewis, if you listened this far, let's let's do a, a let's do a, a beer fridge podcast, Stuart Bruin fucking six pack. I'll wait for your reply. Yes, we'll come, um, we'll come and do a live podcast at the uh, tap room. Uh, Bruton did win uh, an award. Would you believe? Um, non alcoholic, non alcoholic, and low ABV. Bruton Misty Lemon Rattler. Oh, right. Okay. Mm. No better comment. than that. Better than that French bicycle nonsense. Another <laughs> Scottish really coming. <laughs> uh, Let those who know read between the lines there. See what I thought was uh, weird. See the thing that I'm I'm looking at these awards right, and I'm looking like so. You've got a couple where they obviously kind of split hairs, and they've went all right. There's two bronze. There you go. Like lock lock like so. Keg Session Pale Ale, there's two bronze, uh, Loch Lomond and Cross Borders, We Brew and Southern Summit get bronze. Southern Summit's a good beer. Southern Summit is a good beer. And then I look at uh, the, the category below. Keg Pale Ale. Nobody won gold. Every, everybody who's nominated, everybody who is on the list there all got bronze. 71 Cloud, Cloudfall, Barney's Beer Nebulous, Loch Lomond Zoom Time, Moonwake Pale Ale. Fucking just make a decision. Don't be in dicks and just say that was the best beer. Like, well, what is a system that we are not aware of? It'll be a point. So it'll be like, oh, like, okay, so if like you score how, how it looks, and, how it tastes, mouthfeel, well, blah, blah, blah. And that'll be what it is. If you score between 50 and 60, you get a bronze. If you score between 60 and 70, you get a. That's how, that's how it'll work. And that'll be why, that'll be why it's been two bronzes and no goals. Nah, we didn't try uh we didn't try a uh and long road home, did we? No. It was a uh, it was cast speciality amber dark beer. Twelve percent mm-hmm. it was. One go. No, that was new one. If that had been on, I'd have tried it. Um, Stout and Porters, you've got Loch Lomond Brewing No Tours, uh, they won gold with a Selkish Douch Camper Vans. They did. Extra Black and Windsweeps uh, 1806 got bronze. Um, how, did you get a chance to try Wolf at all, no? No, didn't have Wolf. It, yeah. was, it was on, but I didn't try, I didn't have it. We, went for, the, had it we went for the newer stuff. Mm-hmm. Had it before, Ken is good. Um, it appears there might have been only one beer in this category. Uh, Continental style beer. Keg, Continental style beer, excuse me. Um, Moonwick, one gold, and nobody else got anything else. So, what was it? Uh, Moonwick, uh, vice beer. There you go. I don't think there was any other vice beers on. Exactly. <laughs> Lined up which to is win a gold. For, which is strange for September. Yeah, true. Um, speciality and flavoured beer sponsored by Bulk Storage and Process Systems Limited. Nice. 
Um, he had Williams Bro and the Che Guava and Dog Falls. Edge uh, Partly Pierre was bronze and Loch Lomond's Lost Monster won the gold. That was a great like, like, uh, like, there's a list of some really good fucking beers. Well, no wonder that one fucking won, incidentally. Hmm. The Loch Lomond one's 10%, and the other two, like, dog fought, it goes 10%, four then three. Mm-hmm. Fucking they wonder. Well, obviously the style, that you know, the, you know. Uh, but overall, gents, the, good, um, good, um, good day. Um, yeah, it, was a, it was a good day, good festival, um, and I'll be looking for my tickets for, for next year as well. Definitely. Uh, we we, we, uh, Cal, we, uh, we dropped eight, excuse me, 80 shilling, got bronze. There you go. Nice. Yep. Yeah, Again, that fell into the category of had it, Kenneth's good. So, kind of right. just avoided. <laughs> quite right. Quite right. Quite right. Uh, where, are we, where are we off to next? Are we off to I think, Is that festival season done? That's for well, me, anyway. As somebody said, a few, well, more than one person, I oh, think, no, asked gravity. me Sorry. At, the, at the festival that we were at, did ask about that particular beer festival, or asked, is Edinburgh ever going to get a beer festival? Mm. And I stupidly, in my haste to answer the question, said, no, nah, I don't think there's anything on, and then remembered, oh, fuck, gravity. gravity. And then went back and extolled the virtues of both Summer Hall, um, Barney's beer, and everybody mm-hmm. else who was gone, and said, look, you look up. You must get a ticket. You must go along uh, and enjoy all the beer that's going to be there because it's it's like they pointed out. It's the only one really in Edinburgh um, this end of the year anyway. And <laughs> it'll be a spectacular event. Summerhall's an excellent venue. Just like we were talking about with the, um, with the Seabur stuff, Indie Beer Scotland, there'll be other stuff on there. So there'll be cocktails, there'll be gin because there's a distillery yeah. attached to that, that particular building or set of buildings as well. Um, my favourite gin, actually, um, are based there, and you can drink to your heart's very content of the off pickerings, which is be, absolutely sublime. That'll be actually it'll be that that gravity is probably one of the last ones north of the border. Um, the dark one from uh, what's the face North Brew or is it Northern Monks North? Oh, who does the that one. Who does uh oh Christ on a fucking bike? Hold on. I can't I who does Hop City? Uh, that's I don't know. It's not in Scotland anyway. Look, I know it's not in Scotland. I know that fucking much. Well, so we're talking about Scottish beer festival. Oh, so but Scottish then no, the fuck. There's none left after gravity. There's I know Tempest are doing something. Or what really? doing something. Hmm. Uh, but no, um, gravity should be good. Obviously, we are on we that won't make it, um, sadly. Yep, unfortunately, can't make that weekend. Unfortunately, a little bit of shit. Um, hopefully, we'll be there next year if they if they do it again, which should be nice. <laughs> but no, it's it's always a fun part of the year. I've just fucking touched my computer. Don't your camera I? again, thank goodness. Mm-hmm. Get what I mean? Like, it's not like. No, can't get back on. Fuck it. Um, but no, looking forward. It's all. It's always a good part of the year when, um, you get festivals up and running. The best part of the year for me, anyway. Um, 
thoroughly enjoy them. Yep. So we're now we're now going to be full tilt towards the fridges. So full we'll tilt look out for everything relating to the People's Choice Brewery of the Year. Oh, yeah. Um and it's got it's got his finger in there. Tempest are doing an October fest, sorry. Oh, and it's go. Saturday nice. the twenty third of September. So a tweed bank head there. Enough. It's um, the same week. That's the same day as gravity. Head, so, head there, don't leave. Head there after gravity, and don't leave, because that's the the, the tweed the tweed light zone. Right. <laughs> Prior or after a festival, um, like like Calm says, we'll we'll be leading up slowly to the fridges because oh, this year's just fucking flown in. By the way, it's so mm-hmm. ridiculous. Um, I was saying this in the other half. It's, you're fucking blinking up. Oh, it's Christmas. Fucking go fuck yourself. So we'll get yeah, ourselves set up. I know. For the fridges, um, we've mentioned a couple of breweries that are going to be part of our People's Choice Brewery of the Year. Um, so far, your nominees are in the form of Track, Sure Shot, Dark Revolution, Howlin' Hops, Elusive, Dunzoko, Overtone, Beak, <laughs> Camper. <laughs> Umbard, Otherworld, and Pastore. Fucking no, good list, by the way. It's no Pastore. It's Padstow. Ah. Padstow Brewing Company. Wasn't yeah. it Pastore? Bond is a brand of Pastore. We're in Both. My bad. They're both in. They're probably going to both make it in anyway, let's be honest. Well, we'll, we'll revisit Pastore. Let's be completely honest. Um, so I will be leading up to that. I think we've got 56. No. Uh, we've got 50 odd spaces to fill for that. So um, that's going to be a ball ache, to say the least. Oh, when's the, when's the Aldi fucking weekly, bi weekly festival awards? That's soon, is it now? I think it's this week. Is it actually? Come to Google for me. Oh, no, you look just right now. There we go. The girl's faster with his fingers than me, so. Hmm. No comment. There's jokes there. Endless. No. Come on. When you burn again, Cal? This, can this push? No. Old <laughs> websites properly, you know. Absolutely. I don't know is the answer to your question, Gav. Um, well, the thing uh, is, I asked that question. I've got a fucking kit that I've meant to. I go, mm. I've had. I think I've had this kit for fucking <laughs> a year. Now. Come on, it's just a bucket. It's just a bucket, but I've not touched. It's I've, better than nothing. I. Yeah, I haven't I haven't unearthed my stuff for the shed since I moved uh, back in May, so um, I'll need to get together with the big man. Because I want to get the thing out, and I, I don't want to do it by its instructions, which is no fucking surprise to me. Um, I'm one of those cunts that opens flat pack flat pack furniture and just goes, "I fuck, just don't need instructions," and then put it together and realise I've got three bits still left over, and go, oh, "Maybe should have read them." Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm in, I'm wanting to I'm wanting to get to get back into it, but it's it's kind of the uh, most of the kits down at Marks and getting getting him to nail down a time, uh, nail down a space, and 
או זה לאסטיה. אני אפולוג'ייס. אהההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההההה
Proper. But you can never do that because you've got to because you've got to be able to host it. You have an, an independent. You can have an independent beer awards that nobody would go to. I don't care. I don't care if nobody goes. Cold Town House. They've got a greenhouse inside their tap room. Even the thing is, if you think about it, it's even in even down south, even in England and anywhere. To be fair, you get the BSA. Of some corporate fucking beer awards, awards excellence excuse me. In, excellence in marketing awards always one that's high on my list. Some of the some Even of the, the, um, the, the 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 beer writers guild fucking awards pish. And then that, that happened a couple of weeks ago. That is actually good. I said pish, it's not actually pish, it's that's good. Right. We can get a mip while what? Oh, you're going for right, the, the big one. Let's yeah, I forgot one. Let's get into this. This is the one I was hoping one of you two would open because it's the one that scares the shit out of me. Uh, I mean, it's a white stout. It's, it's... A woot? It's, it's still a woot. That. that does actually look quite nice. Oh, here's another. Here's another couple of stormers coming to a supermarket near you. Mm. To text them. No. Well, so what I am pouring currently is the third, the third of three the Lewis sent to us. Um, and it's called White Affogato. And it's a kind of resurrection come amalgamation of two of their kind of old favourites from Project 7. So that they used to have an Affogato stout mm-hmm. um, and they had the White Russian, which I know Scott was um, a big fav- a big fan uh, of the the um, of the White Russian. So this is kind of an amalgamation of the two. And it's brewed in collaboration with uh, Common Coffee, who have sourced and roasted Colombian coffee beans. Um, And it smells incredible. And it's like, it honestly smells like you just walked into a coffee shop and that kind of fresh, black coffee that you get on the nose, it's absolutely phenomenal aroma. How white a stout is it? It looks proper white, like. It's a lovely golden. It's a lovely golden color. Yeah, yeah, yeah. excellent. Um, mm-hmm. Nice and nice. a, a, a COVID two tribes tumbler. Yep. Um, it's got lactose in, so it's got that kind of sweetness there. Um, obviously because of the affogato, um, which is kind of I believe is a dessert. Um, Ice cream with coffee in it. There you are. Um, so it's it's super smooth. Oh, that smell! Oh, that smell is just incredible. Supposed to you should be getting ice cream with a shot of espresso poured over the top of it. That's that's a forgetful. Mm-hmm. Or if you're in McDonald's, you buy a double espresso and pour it pour it over the top of a McFlurry. McFlurry. Yeah. It's lovely. It's it's smooth. It's sweet. It's silky. It's that that coffee is just. Unbelievable, that smell. Mm. I love it. Love it. Six percent as well, so it's got a decent body to it. Sounds like your favourite of the three. Uh, get it open, Scott. I've got halfway through an Oktoberfest to go. I was trying not to spoil my appetite. No spoil it, didn't he spoil it? Well you get it open, Gav, because I guarantee you've still got two cans it. It's in the fridge. We'll go and get it open. Two cans. No, not doing that. And I'm in. I'll join you in a sec. Uh, I'll 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 join you later on. 
I'm currently getting what I stumbled across. Um, a very rare sight on these on these on these shores. Um, it's a bottle shop that stocks Bull House. Wow! In fact, no, it wasn't even a bottle shop. It's a it's a food and wine shop that I pass pretty much every day, and it's it's got a couple of craft beers in it, and it's usually. No very good. That's how you can you live in France, Calamia, beer and wine shop. You pass I know. We're passing and little and incidentally, in, in the old uh, Royal Tunbridge Wells. Um <laughs> and um I you it's, it's always got a, a no too bad selection, but today's selection was fucking brilliant. Um, not, let me guess. What? Oh, well, we go heavy. Is it is it milk, bro? No, um, suds. So no oh, suds. That's suds. Um, I got another picked up another two of them. I can't remember what ones I've made. Um, and also picked up. Oh, for light. Oh, fucking me. Me just went blank. But the picture I sent you guys as well was quite in, was quite funny. Um, Lervig cocktails. Mm-hmm. Fucking where did they come from? I nearly bought one just to try it, and then I realised. Is Lerbig is Lerbig no Sweden? Hi, what would I say? <laughs> That's where they came from. Well, you asked where they came from. Oh, go fuck yourself, you <laughs> cunt! <laughs> just fucking, you're getting stabbed. You're cancelled, by the way. <laughs> Actually, you... do you try to tell me didn't they step into a sunset supper? No, <laughs> I don't know. Oh, yeah, I was expecting to get muted there. Sorry. Ah, you nearly got fucking kicked off. <laughs> <laughs> Place right next to their old pals Beaverton. Yes. Good, by the way, good at that, and I'm glad you've not named them because their shelf upkeep leads, leads a lot to be desired. I think there's more rust than shelf on them. Oh, mate. Oh, see that? Aye. The, oh, um, the hand scribbled scrubble, shelf labels. Somebody's need to go in there with a good clip. Uh, it's it's why nine out of ten I don't get anything half decent, but the day was a a good day. Um, mm. a couple of like I said, a couple of bull house stuff. Oh, that's what it was a flock. I found there were a couple of flocks there. Uh, flock of seagulls. Uh, flock of pigeons. Flock of sheep. Um, flock of sheep. Um, you live out in the countryside, don't you? Aye. Guaranteed to be sheep. That neck of the woods. Oh, just sheep, fucking sheep everywhere. It's like Aberdeen. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> what, do they, what do they call sheep in France again? La sheep. Le bas. <laughs> 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 so no, like I said, was uh, happily surprised to get some uh, Bullhouse brew with their new updated cans. I'm go- I'm going to have to. Send the boys a message and get them back on the podcast because that's easily three years since they've been on. Easy. Long time. Too long. Too long. Too long indeed. And Too the long. Tap room seems to be gone for strength to strength, so it'll be, good to, be good to get an update on, on the situation. On um, I mean, if you can hark your minds back that far on the on the mm-hmm. state of play in terms of oh, yeah, cans in the flare. Um, <laughs> fucking no nerves. No, no, a no, no, no. fearless leader, maybe. Three no, I, I just, I just, my, my, my pad. It's just old. My pad touched the can, empty can, and went flying. 
keep your pad in your pants. Well, somebody has to fucking write shit, don't they fucking decide what we're talking no, about? No, they don't. Excuse me, I had I had copious notes written down. No, that's your fucking mm-hmm. sheet for the weekend, you cock. Putting notes that I wrote that's down notes. to talk on the podcast. Why, why else do you think I wrote Oh, oh the one I wanted to ask you, and I, I, I suspect the answer is no, because I'm sure you would have said it on the text group. Any uh, photographs or autographs this year, no? No, gutted. I've seen a few folk looking. There was a few folk I seen kind of giving you that double take because I had my, I had my, uh, the the Scott and his dad were there incognito, but yeah. I was, I had the full uh, podcast t shirt on. Scott uh, always goes double, incognito. I need, a, I need to buy him a hat. Some of us are waiting on our beer fridge snapback, and I'll be all the age and ready right. to go. But, um, yeah, I was yeah, I've seen, seen, seen a few folk looking, but nobody nobody came up and spoke to us. Swelter, and I need to order a new t-shirt because the t-shirt I've got only fits one half of me, <laughs> and it's neither the front or the back half. Need to start, need to start stocking mumus, and then they'll only win. I need a, I need it's it's nearly a bra mm. stitch, so um, it's it's. The, the early editions, the, the the old merch were, slight, I'd say, lesser quality fabrics. Um, that just went right away, mm-hmm. and also I also expanded as a result of the research that I did for this podcast. By the yeah, way, get ready tremendous for research, guys. Um, can't can you ask for more? <laughs> superb, absolutely superb. It was a good. It was a good event. I really enjoyed it. The people that were there were excellent. Everybody was really nice. Um, shout out to the Glasgow Negroni as well. That was also right. excellent. Yep. Although Mr Muir did go up and tweak the recipe ever so slightly, which I think improved it. Yeah, um, they did. Um, minus, minus Campari plus additional Buckfast. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, we're mixologists here. 100% and, and it worked well. It was excellent. Superb. Sounds um, good, was boys. Ship, shipyard. Shipyard yes, gym. shipyard gym. Yeah. That's right. It was excellent. That's the um, one. Shout out to those guys. They were a good laugh. Um, they told me I went for trying to pay by card to pay by tokens. I was told it was a thousand million tokens, and then they pay, eventually paid in cash. I was nearly selling myself just to get these two two gronies, but mm-hmm. I managed to overcome it eventually. But goodness sake, payment methods galore. Sounds good, mate. Um, looking forward to next year's festival. I'm going to try and get myself up for that one, definitely. Um, over the next couple of weeks, fingers crossed, we should have uh, Moonwake on at some point and some other guests lined up over the rest of the year. Um, as always, wherever you listen to the podcast, make sure you've subscribed, hit the ding link to be notified of all the latest episodes. Show your support by giving us a five-star rating. Um, there's a strong chance if you're a Patreon member, we are going to switch our, our Patreon thing um, due to... Aye, we're, we're going to switch it potentially. So in due course, we will let you know um, and we'll give you an update on where you can support the podcast officially. Uh, the home of Real Beer, Real Breweries, Real Opinions. My name's Gavin, that's Caleb and that's Scott. And until next time, cheerio, bye. Toodaloo, motherfuckers. Bye. Fridge Pumpkin.